Across our neighbourhood and across the world, you're listening to Our Gambling Harm podcast on Live FM. G'day, my name's Jaden from Our Gambling Podcast, coming to you live from Altona College, Melbourne, Australia on Live FM. Today, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Adam, Cole and Etta. And today we have a special guest on our show, our own therapeutic counsellor, Kelly Marie, specialising in gambling harm. Welcome to the show, Kelly. Oh, thank you. It's so nice to be here. Yeah. How are you going? I'm doing good, thank you. Um, so, Kelly, can you tell us what uh, a therapeutic counsellor does and maybe what it involves? Sure. Um, a therapeutic counsellor basically supports somebody um, with any issues that they're currently having. Uh, in my case, it's got to do with gambling. Um, and they basically work with that person around what their goals are and um, trying to achieve those specific goals. Beautiful. Um, what drove you to become a therapeutic counsellor? Um, interesting question. I actually worked in drug and alcohol counselling for about six years um, and needed a bit of a change. So I moved into to gambling. Um, I think I'm just really passionate about helping people with addictions. I'm glad that you're passionate about that. It's good. Thank you. <laughs> Um, and Kelly, just me again. Yeah. Um, would you say, like, you know, your big um, betting companies such as Sports, um, Sportsbet, Ladbroke, stuff like that, mm. the ads that they produce, would you say that they um, drive people away from gambling or encourage them to do so? Oh, definitely encouraging people to gamble. Um, it makes people think that... Um, gambling needs to be done when they're, they're watching um, sporting events, for example. It makes them think that it's an easy thing to do and that they're going to win. Um, they don't talk really about losses, um, unfortunately. So definitely it pushes people to gamble rather than turns them away. Hi, my name's Adam. Do you think there is stigma um, attached to gambling? Absolutely, there's stigma attached to gambling. Um, that's why people were so hesitant to, to seek support because of the shame associated with gambling. Um, so um, we're hoping to change that. We're hoping that to get the word out and um, get people to access the service a lot more and know that the support's out there, out there and they don't need to feel um, shameful about accessing the service. Mm. Hi, um, my name is Edda. Um, well, what are some strategies we can implement to get rid of this stigma? Really good question. Um, I think really encouraging people to talk openly about gambling. Gambling doesn't stereotype, so um, anybody can struggle with um, gambling problems. So um, just encouraging people to talk openly about it um, and making them aware that the help is out there and that they shouldn't feel shameful for accessing that support if needed. Um, do you think that, like, if we were to raise awareness, the stigma would go away? Um, I do think it will definitely help. Um, I think the stigma will always be there. Um, I don't think people know much about gambling addictions and, and that's why that stigma is, is still there. But I think absolutely um, everybody needs to know more about gambling so that they can be more aware of how gambling impacts people. Yeah, it's reasonable. Mm. Um, and do you think in yourself and what you've seen with obviously your patients and everything, mm. do you think that gambling is one more hidden in society or like is it growing on a number of people? Oh, that's a really tough question. Um, it's really hard to distinguish 
when people have issues with gambling because they don't talk openly about it and you can't really see that they have a gambling issue just by um, observing them. Um, so they really need to be asked about, you know, what's happening for you at the time? Is there something going on that you need help with? Um, so, yeah, that's a definitely a tough question. <laughs> um, so how can we help people before they hit rock bottom? Oh. Um, definitely um, trying to get people to see that the help is out there and that they can access the, the service earlier. Um, I guess being aware of what the warning signs are. So if any of those warning signs show up for them, that they can seek help immediately rather than leave it to the last minute. Um, often we see people that present in crisis and by that stage it's really hard to work with someone in crisis. Um, so we would like to see people prior to getting to that point. Yeah, thank you. And I heard you mentioned um, when people are in crisis mode. Mm. Um, can you maybe tell us some of the things that you would implement with them to maybe combat that? Or Yeah, definitely. Yeah, a lot of people when they do present in crisis, unfortunately, there's some people that may have thoughts of self-harm or suicide. Um, so basically linking them in with some mental health services um, or their GP, uh, making sure they're accessing those other services outside of our own. Um, we really encourage other, other um, support systems to be involved, so not just professionals, but to also encourage them to reach out for their family and friends and make them aware of um, how they're struggling as well. And just for those uh, tuning in, mm. uh, this is our gambling podcast. And my name's Jaden, and we've got our special uh, guest here, Kelly Marie, our own um, therapeutic counsellor. And we're coming to you live from Altona College in Melbourne, Australia. So, Kelly, can you tell us maybe some more of the after effects of um, gambling addiction? Yeah. When you mean when you're asking about after effects, what what do you mean by that? So like um, the flow-on effects. So like yeah. how it affects um, the gamblers, <coughs> yep. family, um, sure. friends, and the ones closest to them. Really. Sure, absolutely. There's such a range of different things that can happen for a person. Um, you know, mental health issues such as anxiety and depression. Um, a lot of people um, can experience financial difficulties, so lots of debt. Um, Unfortunately, this might lead to housing issues. Um, they might not be able to feed themselves, for example. There's a lot of, there's a range of different things that people can experience that comes along with um, problematic gambling behaviour. Um, have you or someone you know experienced the ramifications of gambling? Oh, yeah, I do. I have had um, some friends that have experienced gambling harm. Um, Fortunately, they were able to reach out for the support before it got too problematic um, and they were able to make those changes, which were good. Unfortunately, not everybody is able to do that um, early on. But I think in my case and in my experience, that's what's, I guess, helped me um, be really passionate about this field is because I've, I've witnessed this firsthand. Yeah. Thank you. Um, do you know of any underlying issues that are like compared with a gambling addition? Underlying issues? Yeah. Oh, look, everybody can have completely different underlying issues. Um, you know, it could be grief and loss. Um, it could be issues within their relationship, for example. Um, it could just be loss of job. It could be a divorce. It could be anything, really. Um, 
bullying, for example, for young people. It's just a range of um, underlying issues for a lot of people. Um, you know, some people experience boredom and they, f they feel like they'd like to gamble because they're bored. And there's other people that actually gamble to escape from reality. Um, and sometimes once people start to gamble and they experience that win, they're constantly chasing that high, which, you know, they're trying to achieve that high every time. Um, and in particular, if somebody experiences a really big financial gain from gambling, um, they're constantly trying to win that same amount of money um, again and again. Um, so no amount would ever be sufficient enough for them. I can really. see where they're coming from to an extent, but yeah. it's still unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Kelly, how would someone be able to access like your services to be able to find help? And yeah. I guess how, what is the most common way that um, the process starts? So basically, um, people can self-refer. They can call us, our intake number, 92961234. Or they can be referred via Gambler's Help, which is a 24-hour, 24-7 service where you can talk to somebody free of charge and they can put that referral through. Um, obviously, anybody else can re be referred via their GP or in any other service, um, but mainly we encourage people to refer themselves. And because gambling is mainly financial, um, how would you help that? Uh, help that because you help the patient. I'm guessing with the mental sort of thing and like the addiction. So how would you combat the financial? Absolutely, part of it? yeah. So part of Gambler's Help, um, the services we provide isn't just that therapeutic counselling service. Um, we also provide a financial counselling service. So um, our financial counsellors basically help those with their financial issues. Um, they will advocate on their behalf. Um, and they'll um, hopefully clear those debts or sort those those um, financial issues out um, with the with the client, um, because a lot of the time when those those people come in with concerns about their finances, um, they might be um, at risk of losing their home. They might not be able to feed themselves or their families. So that's when the financial step financial counsel steps in and is able to assist with those matters. Um, and can you please tell us a bit like about um, the warning signs of a person um, with um, a, a gambling addiction? Yeah. So a lot of the warning signs that you might see would be um, people choosing to gamble rather than spending time with their loved ones or participating in a recreational or social activity which they may have previously enjoyed. Um, if people are having financial difficulties, for example, they might be selling their stuff, um, they might be borrowing money from people or taking out personal loans. Um, people's moods, for example, up and down, they might be experiencing low mood or anxiety. Um, and, you know, they might have difficulty paying their bills as well. Mm. Um, so some people you might see that they're attached to their phones all the time, which most people these days are. But, you know, if they're betting online, they're constantly attached to their phones and they might be attached to their phones whilst watching a sporting event at the same time. Yeah. And Kelly, because you being a therapist, um, have you had many success stories or anything that you'd like to share with us? Look, we I'm assuming there are a lot of success stories out there. Um, but unfortunately, we don't get to hear that many success stories. Um, I guess I have had times where I have met clients years ago and they've come through and then I haven't seen them for 
five, six years and, you know, they've come back because they've relapsed, but they've actually been able to abstain from gambling or manage their gambling responsible for a good five, six years. So I guess that, that's some success in a way. Um, it's nice to know that the, the clients come in and they, they learn what they can and they take what they learn from their sessions and use that out in the community. How long have you been a therapeutic um, counsellor for? Um, in this role, I've actually worked with Gambler's Help now for six years, um, but prior to this I was also a counsellor and I was working in drug and alcohol. So, um, very similar experiences. Yeah. And what drove you to become one? Um, I really just wanted to support people that were struggling with addictions um, because I don't think addiction stereotypes, so I just think it's really important to be able to support those people that need that help. Mm. Yeah. And just following up from what you just said then, have you always had a passion to realistically just give back to the community or where did that passion start? That's a really interesting question. Um, no, I mean, when I left school, absolutely not. I was, I was working um, with food, but um, I, I guess I was amongst peers and family and friends that were struggling with substance use and gambling issues. So I think that's what made me want to move into that field. Beautiful. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Kelly. Really appreciate it. Um, And thanks to my co-hosts, Cole, Adam and Edda again. Um, But that's all we have time for today. Um, So this is our gambling podcast on Live FM, broadcasting to you from Altona College, Melbourne, Australia. My name is Jaden, and I'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Live from Altona College in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to our Gambling Harm podcast on Live FM.